Peace and prosperity is my first salute to you. I'm Merton Clark, and welcome to the Word of Truth Revealed podcast. It is my desire to build you up, to increase your spiritual stamina and tenacity, to empower effectiveness and help you discover your purpose. Enjoy this vibrant and dynamic message. If you're a great leader and you have to be seen all the time, your leadership is a little shabby. We need to prepare our kids that after 18, 19, 20, sometimes 25, 26, that they can stand on their own. That they won't be interdependent on us for everything. That eventually they'll be able to get into society and thrive without having us giving them advice or doing things for them, watch this, or paying their bills. We prepare them for our absence. If they have to depend on us, we got to check parenting. Right? Leaders in church, if the whole church has to depend on the pastor for everything and there, there's no leaders being raised up, maybe the pastor's not as effective as he should be or as she should be. And so I'm so grateful to see that. I came in and one of our, uh, I think it was Vivian that was officiating and, and everybody was in, in, in place. And you did a wonderful job. Anytime I get a chance to operate and to share thoughts about wisdom, uh, I believe it's something that God is in, in doing or endowing me with. I asked him when I was 25 years old to give me wisdom. And each year I begin to see more of it, uh, more of it manifest in my life. Sometimes I don't operate in it as I should. Sometimes I can be rash with my words. Sometimes I get frustrated. And I smite the rock when I should actually speak to it. But pray for me. Uh, the times out here is very dark. People are breaking fellowship easily. People don't want to be challenged at all. Yet, I am a voice of truth. I must do what God has called me to do. Sometimes it drives people away. They're more comfortable with nice patty cake type messages. I have to give it to you straight, no chase of and when you take it straight with no chaser, sometimes that's what happens. Get yourself together. Do what you need to do. Get that vicarious intoxication from the spirit of God so you can do mighty exports in the earth. Glory to God. I read to you out of 1 Kings chapter 10, and we'll visit that. It is the queen of Sheba. The queen of Sheba. The queen of Sheba. So what is Sheba? We'll talk about it in a moment. Wisdom is the principal thing. It is of the first order. It was here before we got here. We see it in Proverbs chapter 4 verse 7. Wisdom is the principal thing, scripture says. Therefore, if it's the principal thing, therefore, if it's the important thing, Therefore, if it's something that you can't get around, then get wisdom. Get wisdom. Look at the scripture. And in your getting, in all of your getting, if it's the principal thing, therefore, in all of your getting, get it. 
get some understanding. And so if you're going to be an effective leader today or an effective parent or an effective business owner, what are the 8 to 12 things you need to know about business or about parenting or about ministry? Are you reading those books? Are you seeking for that knowledge? Are you getting around people who've done it before? And you don't have to copy them or plagiarize, but learning from them. If you're going into a new area, how many books did you read on that area? Or are you just trying to go autopilot? If, if wisdom is the principal thing, it is, it, is, it is concrete. It is foundational. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. And in all you're getting, all of your accumulation, all of the mass of wealth, all of your knowledge, please get some understanding. So why is wisdom important? Wisdom can improve several things. It can enhance uh, the things that you do. It can increase your wealth and your effectiveness. It can expand your influence. It can help develop you in areas where you're underdeveloped. It can increase your ability to be effective, efficient, and to walk in excellence. If it is the principal thing, why is it important? Because it can improve your life. Enhance your abilities. Expand your influence, even your territories. Develop you where you're underdeveloped. It can increase your effectiveness, efficiency, and your ability to walk in excellence. If skill is the mother, if repetition is the mother of skill, instruction is its father. Are you receiving instruction, instruction in the areas that you want to improve? Let me just announce to you, church will never be the same again around the world. We have to learn how to engage technology. We have to learn how to engage people that are not in our buildings. I was talking to a senior leader, actually the head of uh, Health First, and uh, he shared with me, he said, Bishop, don't go out and buy a building right now. Wait for a moment. Just wait for a moment, because in about a year, this was last year, in about a year, a lot of these facilities are going to come down in price. We're not moving back and bringing our whole team, taking all of these, uh, these high-rise, high-rises and these uh, large facilities and having offices in them. We want our people to go home. Right now, I'm doing the work that I need to do in shorts. Things will never be the same anymore. We're not spending hundreds of thousands of dollars, millions of dollars in renting facilities. These facilities are going to come up for sale. Just be careful. Get some advice. I'm glad that I have people like that who are wise, been there, done that, and have the T-shirt and a $2 billion uh, a business that they're running that can give me some advice on things I need to do. I'm glad that kind of thing is over. So guess what? I said, you know what? I appreciate that in information. Right now, we need to be patient. Things are changing around the world. And in 10 years, the people who are leading, even in church today, Church of God in Christ, just elected their new prelate. Things are changing around the world. Leaders that are leaders today won't be leaders tomorrow. I pray that the people who become leaders are wise leaders. I pray that new parents have the tools. 
I pray that you paid attention. Okay, you want babies, especially if you're doing things to get the baby. If you get a baby, can you raise it? Do you have the wisdom today to deal with it? It takes about $250,000 to raise a child from zero to 18. Do you have, do you have the wherewithal to not take your, your, your stimulus check and smoke it up? You, you're that selfish? I got to deal with it because people are doing that right now. The stimulus check, you going out having a party when you have children? Really? What are we doing here? Then you get mad at churches when you have to pay light bills three months from now and they tell you no. I'm not going to a church. All of the money I said, what are you talking about? You need to be wise. Wisdom is crying in the streets. It is of the first order. Listen to her. You can't hear her. She's crying. She's crying. She won't be comforted. She's crying. She's all in the, in the streets crying. How long are you going to sit there and bump into each other? How long will simple ones love simplistic things, base things? When are we going to elevate into the cloud? Glory to God. So why is she important? It's because she can help improve your life in all aspects of your life. Physically, emotionally, mentally. People today are suffering mentally. I mean big time. And financially. I'm having people come to me and they're hurting. They're going through issues. A lot of the issues they're going through is tied to marijuana smoke. You've been smoking marijuana for 10 years. Believe me, your perspectives have changed. You say, oh, it's legal. Listen to me. I said your perspective has changed. You're called right, wrong, and wrong, right. That's what's happening. I'm getting the people who've been dealing with it. I got a call from a high-ranking official, Bishop. I need you to talk to a young man. He's asking, he's asking for a psychologist, but your name came to me. I said, uh, tell me a little bit about the man. Well, he's in Walmart with no shoes on, and he's a college grad. He graduated from UCF. He's in Walmart with no shoes on, combative, telling them they need to give him some free shoes. While he's renting a hotel room. <laughs> so you got to, you can pay for the hotel room, <laughs> but you can't buy shoes. And we're supposed to turn the nation over to you? I said, give me his number. Don't give him my number. I called him from another number. <laughs> I called him from another number. I'm giving somebody some wisdom up in here. I don't want you calling me. You got access to a high-ranking official and you, you, just, you just squander it? All that knowledge the high-ranking official has, you don't want none of it. You want to sit there and do what you do. You don't need my number either. I call him from another number. Hello. Yeah, uh, are you Bishop Clark? Yeah, are you Bishop? Listen, are you in Walmart with no shoes on? Don't try to play that game with me. How much debt do you think the United States of America is in? What does that got to do with the tea in China? Are you in Walmart with no shoes on? How did you, how did you get the mayor told me to call you? What mayor? Which one? The last one you spoke to. 
ignorant, trying to be smart and deep. What does knowledge have if you don't understand the times and know what to do? I'm not calling you, son, for my benefit. I'm trying to get you from being thrown in jail. Or because you're high on drugs, the cop don't have much patience with you. You're in Walmart, son. Wisdom is in the parking lot crying. Learn from every experience. This is what wisdom has us doing and the experiences of others. Why do I tell you personal things when I preach and just, I could just stick with scripture and preach some pretty powerful message? Why do I add my life experience in the message? Because you need to know you have some life experiences too and people should learn from them. You think you're smarter than the ancients? Are, really? You think you're the first one to ever think that? The scriptures say there's nothing new under the sun. Nothing. There are people two and three thousand years had the same thoughts that you had. Actually, they thought deeper because they didn't have entertainment. They didn't have a cell phone or a YouTube channel or they didn't have a Bright House or Spectrum. They didn't have internet, internet, direct TV, none of that. 300, 800 channels to surf through which you don't even use your mind anymore. They had to read a book with candlelight. They had to develop their ability to communicate. And they had to think things through. And that generation produced New York City with subways, you see what I'm saying? With airplanes, airports, people coming inside of it. They had the wherewithal to lay it out for another generation. What are we developing so other generations can access? What will we leave behind? We have the same ability, same DNA, same creativity if we access it. Not only will wisdom help us to, uh, to learn from every experience and the experience of others, but wisdom has a way of, uh, of causing us to share it. Share what we've learned with the next generation. Preparing people for your absence shares the knowledge. They don't contain it. Remember, you're preparing people for your absence, not your presence. If something happened to me today, I pray that Pastor Dave would be able to get up here and say something that's relevant. Impromptu. That one of my pastors would be able to bring some order. Because I'm trying to prepare people for a day where I won't be here. And it's going to come. And it's going to come for all of us. Prepare your children for a day when they can't call your name. And you hear them. Or you can't call their name. Prepare them for it. If you start talking this way, it'll be easier for you to give them some instruction. Why are you, why are you hard on me, mama? Because one day mama won't be able to give you milk. What are you going to do? If, if I happen to leave tomorrow, how are you going to survive? You talk the noise. You won't last a week. You won't last a week in this society. You'll be eaten up. If you go to jail, you're really going to be eaten up. One of the things I used to love is Scared Straight. It was a, a program that they used to have years ago when I was a teenager. And they would take thug kids and take them to the jail and just let them hang out with real thugs. And you start realizing, man, I'm, I'm not going to mess around stealing and doing this kind of stuff, acting crazy, and have to go to that prison. The man just take my money when he wants to? Yeah. Turn me into a lady? 
You look pretty. I'm going to turn you into a woman. Put this lipstick on and don't say nothing. What you going to do? <laughs> we need to be scared of hell too. Maybe <laughs> if a demon came up here and started talking to you all, you'll say, I get saved now. There's some real life, worldwide, spirit, spiritual realities that you need to know about. Let me get back to wisdom. Wisdom has played an important part in human wisdom and human development. Like all of the things I talked about concerning New York City or any major metropolitan city, all of the technology that's on the, the Space Center, uh, Starbase, and the things that our kids were able to experience. A lot of that is tied to wisdom. Passed down from generation to generation, so the next generation will have something to build on. I remember when uh, computers first came out, IBM, many people don't even think about IBM now, totally obsolete. Um, Netscape, I think that was uh, Netscape, was out there. I don't know if you even hear about that anymore. Uh, Internet Explorer after that. Now you got Google, I mean, things have just progressed. But a lot of those companies that you see today, big companies today, built on the knowledge of former companies that are obsolete today. You know, when we first started in ministry, you know, we started with uh, cassette tapes. Cassette tapes were out when we first started. There was a group that tried to do VHS. Actually, we had big... Uh, we would take video and have big VHSs, but it's hard to stack all of that stuff. We elevated, went to cassette tapes, and after that, we went to CDs. Now CDs are obsolete. Now we're MP3s and MP4s. Well, what if you didn't develop like that? What if you just say, we're going way back, way back in God? You'll be missing a whole generation today when we have to use cameras. That technology, that wisdom has been passed on. Use it. Use it for benefit. Use it to benefit yourself and the people that are around you. We want to give our descendants a greater sense of power and well-being. And that's why we must pass on our knowledge. You will increase your likelihood of survival. Or they will increase their likelihood of survival if we pass on wisdom. Without wisdom acquired and passed down, uh, years, centuries would be lost, especially of the knowledge of that century. I'm able to pull up uh, major national and global leaders on YouTube right now. Well, I've never met Martin Luther King, but I can hear him every day on YouTube. Technology is amazing. I can access things that people say that I've never met before. And you can do the same. Well, there used to be a time the only way you could access that, you have to find the book. Where is the book? Find the book and then read the book. But now I could watch a video and catch the same knowledge and rewind it over and over and over again. Get the wisdom and pass it on. What is wisdom? To understand why wisdom is the principal thing, we must first understand what wisdom is. Write it down. Wisdom is one's knowledge. Wisdom is of one's knowledge of what is true and real. 
Wisdom is one's knowledge of what is true and real. One's good judgment. Wisdom is one's knowledge of what is true and real. One's judgment and the ability to learn from one's experiences and even mistakes. I say again, wisdom is one's knowledge of what is true and real. One's good judgment and the ability to learn from one's experience or experiences and mistakes. The ability to learn from experiences and mistakes. When people don't learn from mistakes of others and their own mistakes, they keep blundering and keep doing the same thing over. What do you see? A lack of wisdom. In 1 Kings chapter 5 and verse 12, the Lord gave Solomon wisdom. It should be on the screen in a moment. And the Lord gave Solomon wisdom just as he has promised him. There was peaceful relations between Hiram and Solomon, and two of them made a treaty. Now Solomon is, is the king, he's powerful, he's influential, but he, wisdom kept him from going to wars. So instead of him going to wars, he made treaties, agreements, that if you abide by this agreement, I abide by the same agreement, we won't have to use our military force to do anything and blood won't have to spill. Wherein David had to bop his way to the throne. Solomon used treaties, even marriages. It can kill you now, okay? But even marriages and relationships. One of the reasons why he got, had so many wives, it wasn't because he was just lustful, but he used it. Like by marrying the Ethiopian princess, then Ethiopia, the king, wouldn't go to war because his daughter's in the palace. Are y'all listening? So the, the, this is his way of maintaining peace in the world. I want you to just think out of the box. If, you're, if, you, if you had a daughter in another man's house, would you go to war and blow up the house? Or would you say, let's see if we can work that out because my child is there. Think about it. That's why treaties are so important. Even now, our government try, tries to go into trade agreements and treaties, even nuclear treaties with other nations that have nuclear weapons so there's not total annihilation in the world. The treaty, okay, abide by the treaty. One of the problems with Iran is they don't, they don't honor treaties. You give a treaty, you make a deal, they just keep going around the deal. That's the problem there. No matter what you do, who's in office, there's a challenge there. You can threat all day. North Korea the same way. Rocket Man is on a suicide mission. <laughs> it's good to go into treaties, right? Because the biggest thug in the world is not in Chicago. The biggest thug in the world about this tall. And he walked funny. 
And he don't speak, he can speak English, but he doesn't speak it as the primary language, but he can understand it. He's reading history in America. It's pretty smart playing video game. Pew, 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 pew. Even with people. Pew, 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 pew. Put them before anti-craft uh, weapons and ammunitions like what you would shoot out of a plane and kill people in front of everybody. That ever defies him. That's the kind of thing he does. So nobody should admire that. But we do need treaties. And if you ever elevate in politics, you just want a leader that's righteous. No, that leader has to shake hands with the devil. What you need is a person that's true. They have a sense of, of experience. They have wisdom. They're able to draw. They're not just reactionary. I'm going to do it so I can get something. That the leader has to have something inside of them. That when they make treaties, they're, they're, they're not just coming for, I want, I want my name in lights, or I was able to do that. But as I negotiate with you, I'm coming from a sense of realness. I'm I really believe this is true. I'm coming from my experience, my precedent. What about history? What about wisdom? So the Lord got Solomon uh, gave Solomon wisdom just, that, just as he had promised him. And there was peace between relations. So peace comes through wisdom. My hour is getting away with me. I need to talk about Sheba. First of all, before we talk about Sheba, we need to talk about the territory that she was queen over. The queen of Sheba. So what is Sheba? Sheba was a, a mountainous country. I want you to think about that. If you looked out, you would see mountains. A mountainous uh, 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 territory that this lady had power over. You can read about it in 1 Kings chapter 10 verses 1 through 13. The whole concept of it. The land that she was able to uh, give leadership to was a whole mountain range, not easily traveled. So there were paths. She also was real big in trade. The territory that she uh, was queen over, it was a trade route. And so anybody that wanted to deal with trade had to come through her territory. That's why Israel is so powerful today. It's not just a, it's not a big country, but the position it has gives uh, people coming out of the Mediterranean Sea that want to get westward. I'm sorry, eastward. Okay. They have to come through Israel to kind of negotiate with Israel to get their products out through the territories. That's why it's so, it's not just military power. It's the proximity there is power for trade. Ships dock in there. Just like you would see in Savannah, Georgia. The reason why Savannah is so powerful, not only is Gulf Stream there, but a lot of trade. Nations bring their ships in there. That's why the port is so important here in Brevard County. You keep going up the eastern seaboard. There are places where they dock, like uh, Newport News and Little Creek, Virginia. You see major ships, even military ships, the things that we would never see. But it's a wonderful docking place. That's why Louisiana is so important. You got to understand that. That's why San Francisco and all along the west coast of America, we have these ports. Well, her territory was like that. And if you wanted to make money, you had to negotiate with this lady. 
Why is that important? Because you need to understand why she came to Solomon. As a woman, uh, a lot of times women didn't have uh, the kind of powers that women have today, especially in America. So to make herself relevant and to keep people flowing, she needed to have some knowledge. Especially when she's in a man's world. When you're in a man's world, you got to know how to deal with stuff. And you can't sleep your way up to top. You can't do that. You got to have some knowledge. So when she realized that she came to the edge of what she wanted, and she's hearing the reports of a man named Solomon that the nations are coming to, she said, I need to get some knowledge from this man. I believe now this pushed her to, toward Israel. I, I need to give him some hard questions. About how I can further and become better at what I do economically. Since he's a man of trade and a man of treaties. Maybe I can do the same and have more people coming through my trade routes. I say to you that wisdom attracts abundance. Hallelujah. The benefit of wisdom, the Bible says, seek first the kingdom and his righteousness and I will add things. One of the things that we seek for in the kingdom is not the buildings first, it is the wisdom of God. Once you get the wisdom of God, he adds all these things unto you. Glory to God. Many of us, even if we got it, we would know how to keep it for a year. If we got a stimulus, how long is it going to stay in the bank? We need to save some of that money. Let the wisdom of God speak to you. Save some of that, most of that money. We don't know what's coming down. Something else is coming after this. No government gives their people that kind of money. If you got the money, please use wisdom. African American community is the most uh, prolific in being consumers. Macy's is waiting on us. Dillard's. Can I get an amen? Woo, Jesus. Walmart. Is waiting on a target. We can count on you. When there are hard times. Nine hundred, a thousand dollar cell phones. Counting on you. And you can't, you can't blow your nose if you miss a day at work. Please use wisdom. Luke chapter 11 verse 31, the queen of, of the south. Jesus is speaking. This one woman wanted to come and investigate Solomon's fame and his wisdom to help her, his wisdom to help her in practical things. But look at the scripture, Luke chapter 11 and verse 31. This is what Jesus said. The queen of, of the south, speaking of the queen of Sheba, will rise up in the judgment with the men of this generation and condemn them. For she came from the ends of the earth. She traveled. Oh, that's too far. She traveled. That's driving that far for church. She traveled. She didn't get a car just to go to work. You go that far to work. She got in her caravan and traveled to get something that she didn't have. 
Jesus said she will rise up in that day in the judgment with the men of this generation and condemn them. For she came from the ends of the earth. It wasn't across the hill. She rode and rode and rode until she got there to hear the wisdom of Solomon. And indeed, a greater than Solomon is right here and you're missing it. I don't need that. I don't need to listen to a message. I can text. I can do stuff that I didn't do. I can work on this and that. Well, I can turn my back to the wisdom. I can sit there for years and not draw from it. I already know it. No traveling at all. No urgency at all. And wonder why we're in the same spots that we're in. She said, Jesus said, this woman is going to be a judgment to this generation. Because a greater than Solomon is here speaking to you. And you don't even hear it. And you're looking for the glitter and the gold. But you're not seeking first the kingdom. I want to spark you right now. This is a very powerful situation. This lady not even knowing the God of Israel, but heard about something and started moving toward it. And a lot of people got it right before them and they bypass it because you're going after the things and not the wisdom of God. It is the wisdom that will attract the stuff. It is the wisdom that will build up the people. It is the wisdom that will take you to the next dimension. It is the wisdom that will get you beyond your mistakes. It is the wisdom that will protect you, hallelujah, from future mistakes. Learn from your experiences. Write it down. Wisdom attracts the abundance. Wisdom is the attraction for the abundance. Not skin tone, not flushed cheeks, not Maybelline, not Mac, not Mary Kay, not shoes, not belts, not leather, not cars, come on, not porcelains. The wisdom is what attracts Glory to God. It is the principal thing. So in all of that, get it. And if wisdom is the principal thing in all of your getting, get it. Get an understanding. Once you understand, it can't be taken away. Oh, that's what that meant. Once that happens to you, nobody can. Oh, that's what that was about. Oh, that's what the scripture meant. When is the last time you had an oh my God moment? That's what you wanted me to learn? That's why they were coming against me? You were preparing me for this? This is why I had it tough for 10 years? For this moment? Even my mistakes? All things. All things, even your negative stuff, that soup, all of the stuff that you've come through, all things work together. All things work together. All things work together. The stuff that happened last year is working together. The stuff that happened five years ago is working together. The stuff that you're dealing with right now is working together for the good. Do you love God? 
If you love God, he's going to work it out. I don't care if you fail God. If you love him, he'll work it out. I don't care if there's a setback in your life. If you love him, he's going to work it out. You've got to stand flat-footed and say, I love the Lord. And I lift my voice to worship you. Oh, my soul rejoice. Take joy, my king. In what you hear, I'm not perfect. But let it be a sweet sound in your ear. Sweet Holy Spirit, don't leave me. Beat me and chastise me. Uh, make sure you correct me. But Holy Spirit, don't leave me. Glory to God. It's against you and you only have I sinned, God. And I'm sorry I'm coming back to the heart of worship. Because it's all about you. God don't kick you away because you got dirty. We don't throw our children away because they messed in their clothes. We clean them up. And we put them back in the fight. Glory to God. And I don't care what you've done. You can always come home. This ministry is about restoring the fallen. And I don't care where you are. You can come back to Jesus. And you're going to come back to him with power. And with might and with strength and with wisdom. Where are the real testimonies? People that been through some stuff and they say, you know what? I've been through it and I even got my scars, but God brought me out. I was entangled. I made some mistakes, but he's freed me from my past. We need wisdom. Songs of Solomon 4 and 16 awake. Ah, north wind and come south wind blow on my garden. That its fragrance may spread abroad. Let my lover come into his garden. And taste its choice fruits. Here we see Solomon. And the woman that he loved. Speaking about a wind blowing through the garden. To lift up the fragrance and take it to distant lands. One of the things you see with the queen of Sheba. She heard. That Solomon was wise and she smelled the smite, the spice of his wisdom. Well, for some reason, I'm been able to pick up the spice of the next move. Glory to God. He spoke to me and told me that the caravan is coming over the hills. Glory to God. The blessing is already on its way, but it's going to home in. Uh, it's going to connect with the wisdom of God. And if you want this next move of God, if you want the spice, and if you want the diamond spiritually and physically and the gold, you're going to have to let the wisdom start flowing to you. You don't have to move from your seat, glory to God. It's going to start attaching itself to you one after another because of the wisdom. This, there is a homing device on the caravan that's going to connect you with the wisdom of God. Can somebody say amen? I can hear it. The Lord told me to tell you prophetically that the caravan is on its way. Now, a lot of people get really excited about blessings, but you're going to miss it if you don't have an account, a wisdom account. I can't drop your check in the account if you don't have one. Where's your address? Why didn't you work in the last five years? I just didn't feel like, well, you ain't getting no check. We need people who have wisdom. And if you have that wisdom account, you can expect the check to go to it. And if you're wise, you can expect this blessing to come to you. Can the church say amen? amen. By means of international trade and control, these routes 
these trade routes were occupied by the woman called Sheba or the queen of Sheba. What she had in her caravan is perfumes, incense, these camel caravans. Following routes northward across the dry regions coming over next, next to the Mediterranean Sea. So you don't have to get in a ship. You don't have ships. And you can't cross the mountain ridge to the east. You got to come down this trade route. The Lord showed me that the trade route is occupied with the next blessing. One of the Jewish historians said she had so many spices in her caravan that for miles you could smell it. Look at this woman that's going to rise up in judgment. Jesus said it. She's going to rise up in judgment saying that, 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 that she, she heard about the wisdom of Solomon and she came from the far ends of the, of the earth to hear his wisdom. And one greater than Solomon is with us. The wisdom comes from God. It peaks. She peeks over the shoulder of God as he's laying out the, the universe. And many of us are not seeking her. Thank you, Jesus. But God told me to tell you the wisdom, the, the, the caravans packed are on their way. This woman came bearing gifts to Solomon. You know why? Because he was full of wisdom. I want you to think about it. God allowing you to smell the next move. We like the word taste and see that the Lord is good. And many of us utilize our ability to taste things. We, we even overdo it. Ooh, I like the way that tastes. Give me some more. Well, God wants you to lift up your, your spiritual sense of smell. Awaken it. You may need to go and buy you a bottle of perfume with your stimulus check. And you need to skirt yourself, squirt, squirt, and smell it. And then imagine what I'm trying to tell you. The scent is an indicator that something is following. Scent, when you put perfume on, nobody's just supposed to be smelling the perfume. It should attract them to a person. And this scent that's coming, glory to God, these spices that are on their way should attract us to the one who's sending them. Thank you, Jesus. We've gotten way too distracted in the kingdom of God. We're looking at stuff, looking at men, for our sustenance and we need to keep our eyes on the Lord if a man can bless you a man can curse you you need your blessing coming from the Lord <laughs> Queen of, of Sheba could have been the her economic expansion could have been a motivation starting at 11 I'm going to deal with her meeting of Solomon I'll just give you a little precursor here when she got into the kingdom the scripture says she Asked him hard questions. And if you ask hard questions, she, first of all, she wasn't more intellectual than him. She had an attitude while she's asking. She's trying to prove herself. I'm just as qualified as all of you all because I'm living in a man's world. And I'm a queen just like you're a king. Jewish historians say Solomon did not answer her with harsh words. He went around a long way. He started showing wisdom to her. He started talking to her about technology. The scripture says he had 3,000 proverbs. 
So they were all in fouls in his mind. And he used those proverbs to give her some insight. He didn't read them off of a book. They were in his mind as God expanded the man's mind like the sands of the sea. But he didn't yell at her. He tempered his voice and he spoke to the essence, the lace of the woman. You come to me with your gifts, but I'm not looking at your gifts. I see a need in you. Ah, Jesus. You come to me trying to show me that you're intelligent. You can't be more intelligent than God. He's endowed me with some things, but there's a need in you. Where is your husband? You came all this way alone. You must be dealing with something. I'm preaching better than you saying amen. Glory to God. That's why we need the wisdom of God. Then he had 1,005 different worship songs. So he don't have to just come out of with Proverbs. Now he's moving in the music and vibrations. Glory to God. And each sound has a movement or it shifts your emotions. He knew woodwinds. He knew all of the instruments. He can pull them out. And as he's talking, somebody's playing. Whoo, Jesus. He was a composer. So he used a song to talk to. Check out these lyrics. I'm not going to yell at you one time. I'll even go deeper with the lyrics. All while he's sitting on the throne this way. (sighs) Come on, wisdom don't have to hit it right straight up front. It can go the long way around. Who are you dealing with? If you're dealing with a woman, the Bible says her heart is like deep waters. Who would know it? You can't just go intellectual. You got to use wisdom to deal with this woman. And that don't come overnight. Sometimes it takes decades to understand. The Bible says he knew reptiles. Why would that, why would he know, no, and lizards and all of these other, and, and, uh, and birds. He knew the raptor. He was able to use nature to speak to her. Glory to God. The scripture says he knew all vegetation. Even the cedar that comes from Lebanon. So he was able to speak about distant lands and what grows in those lands as it relates to vegetation. What's good and healthy for the body. Then he was able to talk about hyssop that grows from the side of walls. And that's healing. (laughs) He had a taste and an understanding of what medicines could do. Natural remedies. Whew, Jesus. (laughs) Y'all listening now, right? (laughs) Wisdom will broaden your understanding. And when he sat there talking to her. She came in with all of her gold. I know you're wearing gold. Don't worry about it. I got gold too. Do you have any wisdom? Wisdom personified. Almost made him look insane. So wise he didn't comb his hair. Just looking at him. Scripture said when the woman saw his servants and the way they served smiling, 
Because of the wisdom, it, it lit up their countenance. Scripture says she had no more strength. She actually fainted. Listen to it. It's right there in the text. She said, when I saw what he, his servants, the way they loved him, the way they stood in the house and served, smiling, with their own pains and problems, but just to be in his presence. She said, they told me about your wisdom, but the half has not been told. Scripture says she had no more strength. She actually fainted. And I really believe that the blessing that's coming today is going to make you have a, one of those spiritual moments where you faint in the presence of God. I just can't believe it. It's more than I ever thought. Something is coming and it's not evil. For the people of God, expect the caravan of spices and abundance. Because wisdom attracts the abundance. Father, I thank you for part one of the wisdom message. And give me strength to minister effectively on part two. Use me for your glory. I pray that the receptive ears of your people... With a mind to comprehend, an ear to hear, a heart to contain, a spirit to contain your word. And that everything you dished out today would be received by your people. And that it would yield a 100-fold return. I thank you. Thank you for the wisdom of God, Lord, and I praise you. That attribute of God, that invisible force that is in the world today that comes from God. That force, Father, is available for your people in every circumstance. I give you honor and praise for helping us to access wisdom. Sometimes wisdom says, be still. Sometimes wisdom says confront now and then get quiet. Sometimes wisdom says step into it. And other times wisdom says repent. I give you glory and praise for the voice of wisdom. Attract now the abundance wisdom of God. Let it go to every need and surpass the need. Let the abundance become an overflow in the hearts, in the lives, the wallets, the purses, the accounts, the annuities of your people. Take us from glory to glory, riches and prosperity to more riches and prosperity that your covenant would be established. Let your people's hearts smile again and we will give you praise in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Come on, let's say amen. It has been a real joy to share the word of God with you. A special thank you to those who care for this ministry. No amount of financial support is too small. It is because of you this ministry is possible. To support us, go to our website at truthrevealed.org. If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe and share with friends. 
Be sure to tag us when you share at Trim Nation One. Thanks again for listening. And until next time, I'll see you at the Word of Truth Review.